let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to the afternoon So that's my story. And I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness, but if you do, I would say that's my story and that's how I share it. And that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome friends to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 41. Today's hug, three reasons I'm not embarrassed by the mental hospital. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. Last week, I interviewed my pastor, and if you haven't listened to that yet, you definitely want to. I will put the link in the show notes. And we talked about his addiction, and at one point toward the end, I was telling him about something I had said to him years ago and asking him if he remembered. And the short story is, it was after he'd been to rehab. We were in a church sanctuary somewhere. He tripped over a chair, and I said, oh, you been drinking? Ah, and I was so mortified and I wasn't embarrassed and he didn't remember. And so I was, I was reminding him that I had called him and how amazed I was that when I apologized to him that he said, well, what are you talking about? No, girl, it's no big deal. And then it's what he said next in our interview that prompted, prompted me to want to talk about this today. He said, yep, it's just part of my DNA. And I was like, Wow. So I got to thinking about my years of sharing my story of being in the mental hospital because he even said that. He said, you know, you share your story too. And so I started thinking, well, how do I respond if someone makes, um, I guess you might call it, if you're old like me, a knucklehead comment like that without meaning to? And I remembered a few years ago, I was working for my father-in-law and I was in another state, I won't say where, and I was in a place and a conversation ensued. It was a potential customer. And this person said, after I told him I was from Tennessee, and he said, oh, Tennessee, I've got a relative who lives in Tennessee, but she's kind of nuts. You know, she was in like the nut house. And I just, I don't even remember what I said, but I definitely didn't tell him. I mean, this, and that could prompt another conversation. Some, some people might say, well, you should have spoken up. That's continuing the discourse about mental illness. And I get that. And that's a whole nother topic. But in any case, my point really was just that I wasn't offended. Okay. And so that led me to think, okay, well, I'm not really offended and I'm not embarrassed, but why? Because truly it was one of the worst days of my entire life. Like I, I remember the the weeks leading up to it, I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't getting out of bed or showering or taking care of my kids. I basically wasn't doing anything. The panic was so intense that I remember wishing I was dead. I don't think I ever would have attempted suicide, but I, I, I didn't want to go on with my life. I felt like a failure. I felt like I was never going to feel normal again. Um, it was just terrible. And so finally, my doctor decided, okay, look, this is time. We've tried counseling. I had several appointments with him and an actual counselor. And they were like, this is not getting better. So my family, me, it, the decision was made. It was time to go. And I remember the drive there. I remember going into the room and I was completely alone. And they went through my suitcase. They took everything from me that they thought I might use to hurt myself. 
And then there I was in this room, no family, no friends, having the worst panic I'd ever had in my life. And I remember thinking, how is this happening to me? And then I remember the days that I was in there in the beginning anyway, looking at the other people in the hospital thinking, I don't belong here. You know, I'm not crazy like them. I'm just having a tough time. But in reality, I did need to be there. And even though it was one of the worst days of my life, it was also one of the best days of my life because that's when, for me, that was rock bottom. It was time now to go up. And so I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to really process and think, well, why, why am I not embarrassed to share this story? Because a lot of people have gone through mental hospital stays and lots of things. Why, why does it not bother me? Why is it something that I feel compelled to share? And I thought of three reasons that I'm not embarrassed. And I wanted to share those with you today. Now, listen, before I do, we all have a story. Pastor Dan's story was alcohol addiction. Um, My story has been mental illness. Your story could be anything. Your story could be something you did to break the law in your past. It could be that you've had an unforgiving spirit. It could be anything at all that you may not talk about to other people and it causes causes you shame or embarrassment. So just think think about your story as I'm telling you these three reasons that I'm not embarrassed about this story. So here we go. Number one, embarrassment about the mental hospital means embarrassment about me. Now, a few weeks ago, and I'll put a link as well to this, I did, in fact, I did a couple of podcasts about this book that I like called Self-Esteem. And on the first episode that I did, I I quoted verbatim what the author said that just kind of made my mind go, so I won't quote it verbatim this time. But basically, they were saying that one of the things that separates us as humans from the animals is our ability to define who we are, uh, to define our identity, and then attach value to it, which means to decide if we like it or not. And I was thinking about this concept, and it occurred to me that if I'm embarrassed about my time in the mental hospital, then I'm embarrassed about my mental health issues, which means I'm embarrassed of part of me, so I'm embarrassed of me. And I mean, that may be sort of a around the block kind of thing to do, but I want to make an effort, and I'm not always good at it, by the way, But I want to make a real concerted, like a conscious effort to not be embarrassed about anything that is me, especially if that is something that I have little control over. Now, I say little control. This is what I mean. Sometimes when you hear people talk about mental health, they make the comparison that, well, you wouldn't be embarrassed if you had um, cancer or heart disease or and you would take your medicine. But for people to have mental health issues, then there's all this stigma. And we've all heard it before. And that is true. Although I will say for most of many of these things, there is an element of choice. I really, I really love having the element of choice when it comes to anything. Like I am genetically probably predetermined for heart disease. But if I make some good choices, that brings that risk down with mental health. Holy yes, I am genetically wired. Look at my family, but I I do have to make good choices every day. 
but I don't want to attach embarrassment to something that is me. So that's my number one reason. It's a choice. I've decided I do not want to be embarrassed about the mental health day because that means I'm embarrassed about my own mental health, which means I'm embarrassed of that part of me, which means I'm embarrassed of me. And I don't like that. So that's the number one reason. Number two, embarrassment breeds more embarrassment. You know, I would say, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time when I speak and I share my story, which is almost all the time because it really does underpin so much of what I talk about, that experience and the things that I have to continue to learn to stay healthy. So 99.9% of the time, there will be someone who will wait until, you know, because people want to talk to you. They want to share their experiences and get your advice. So there are people talking and waiting and there will be someone who will hang back and they will wait till everyone else is gone and they will come up and they will very quietly share that they have been in the mental hospital. And you can either they'll flat out say it or you can, I can hear it in their voice. You know, I can hear this embarrassment in this shame and it just breaks my heart. And it could come from many reasons. Maybe it's because um, it's new and fresh. You know, I'm pretty sure when it was new and fresh for me, I didn't really know what to say or how to talk about it. And you could tell my friends, not necessarily my family, but my friends felt super awkward. Like, what do we say to her? Do we have to walk on eggshells? Um, So it could be that these people come up to me. Sometimes it's because it's fresh and new and they haven't been able to process it yet. Um, It could be because of the stigma. It could be because they really are afraid if people find out it could affect their job. It could affect their relationships. Um, Maybe it's because they've been told in their family that you're supposed to be strong and suck it up. And so there's that element of embarrassment. But if I am going to be embarrassed, that embarrassment can breed other embarrassment. And that's the last thing that I want to do. Listen, I'm not saying you need to write a book and proclaim for the rooftops, whatever it is that inside of you is causing shame or embarrassment. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm not even saying you need to talk about it at this point, like in, in your small circle of family or friends. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But at the very least, change the embarrassing self-talk. That's what I'm saying. Because we don't want our embarrassment Overall, it just breeds more embarrassment and then everybody's embarrassed and then and nobody wants to talk. So I'm not saying you need to proclaim your story, but at least work on the internal self-talk. So that's number two. And number three, embarrassment hinders my ability to help. I did not realize until recently, um, it happens from time to time, but I, I never made this connection that people... <laughs> People actually listen to what I say. And what I mean by that is not by speaking. I just mean if we're, I'm in a group of people and mental health comes up, most everybody knows now about my story. And so whatever I say, um, they really do listen to. So I've had a couple of people contact me to ask me questions about medication because, for example, they have heard me talk about medication in a group setting. You know, maybe we were out to dinner with a group of people and 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 there were several people, but a couple of us were talking and, and another person overheard. 
And so they will come and talk to me and ask me questions, not medical questions or, hey, I'm having this symptom or although they will do that too. But I mean, questions about mainly about, you know, I'm afraid to take medication because it it means that I've given up or, you know, I've tried counseling before, but I, I just didn't have good. I didn't have success with it. It didn't really it didn't really help me. What do you think? If my embarrassment kept me from talking about my story, then it would hinder my ability to help. And I want to help. I really do. No matter what your story is, what I'm hoping is that you will get to the point where you do want to share that so you can help other people. Whatever it is. doesn't have to be addiction or doesn't have to be mental health. But sharing any sort, maybe it's a failure. Maybe you you tried really hard to learn something to get into a college or to get a job and it didn't happen. And you don't want to talk about that because it's embarrassing or it feels like a failure. I guarantee if you do talk about that, it is going to help somebody. I guarantee it. (sighs) All right, then. So today was kind of short and sweet. I just wanted to encourage you after last week and just being so moved um, by all the people Pastor Dan is helping I just wanted to share that with you, the three reasons that I'm that I'm not embarrassed. And I hope that you will come to a point. And here I'm also thinking, huh, I wonder if there's anything I haven't talked about because it embarrasses me. I bet there is, and maybe that'll be a, a future a future um, episode. And, and I also want to say this, anybody who knows me knows, you know, I, I don't think that I'll ever be in the mental hospital again for panic or anxiety or depression or PTSD, all those are my diagnosis. I mean, who knows? I don't know that for sure, but I, I don't think. But I do have setbacks. I do have difficult days. I'm not embarrassed to say there. I know what my triggers are. I think I've talked about this before, maybe on an episode. Um, but I, I'm definitely not perfect. I just wanted you to know the reasons that I'm not embarrassed to share that particular story. Okay, so remember reason number one, embarrassment about things in our past means embarrassment about us. Number two, embarrassment breeds more embarrassment. And number three, embarrassment can hinder your ability to help. Those are the three lessons that I've got for you today. And that is our time for today. I hope you learned something today about giving up embarrassment in your life. Please pass the show link along to a friend or two, and I would love for you to subscribe and download and review wherever you are listening. That really helps our community. Um, Head over to TammyWest.com if you'd like to get information for me to speak at your next event, and also you'll find the promised um, links to the other episodes. And I would love for you to follow me on Facebook, my primary social media home, at Facebook.com slash TammyWestSeminars. I still haven't made a decision about the next giveaway that I will have, but please continue to leave comments on the show notes. I I would love to hear, how how do you feel about this issue of the things in our past that that are holding us back and keeping us embarrassed and keeping us from growing? Tell us about it. And thank you so much for listening and helping to grow our special community. And finally, as we end every day, Remembering our mental and emotional well-being goal, I hope that you will renew your thoughts daily, adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and to others, and make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until we're together again, 
consider yourself hugged.